a Jets fan. Yes. As a battered Jets fan. Yes. Hello. You play to win the game. <laughs> like I can't. How am I gonna do that? How are you gonna make that, that jump? I appreciate that. Let's I... go to eat a damn snack. We're taking receipts, and I can't wait to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome everybody to episode number eight of the Battered Jets Fans Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, I got two other battered fans, one the Jet, one a Dolphin. And let's start off with Gunny. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing outstanding, bro. I'm doing outstanding, bro. It's been a it's been a really good week for the Jets. And then of course watching Hard Knocks tonight just reaffirms the fact that this is a changed culture, changed environment. Man, it's it's I'm I'm doing it outstanding. I'm doing outstanding. For sure. We're gonna get into that episode right now, but before we do, let's get into the most hated bearded. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm doing fucking fantastic, bro. <laughs> it was uh it was a great hour and change recording the Dolphin show about an hour and a half ago. Then got to enjoy um hard knocks. I told you HBO always puts on a great show. Got a lot of content to get to, man. So I'm excited to jump right into it. For sure. And we're gonna get into the episode right now, but just real quick, if anybody wants to watch the battered fin show that we do. We had O.J. McDuffie on, and I was trying to be nice, but he wanted to talk shit about the Jets. And me and him went back and forth for quite a bit, for quite At a while. At least the last 15, 20 minutes was good, yeah, very good, so. heated content right there. So you go we even got a bet. We even got a bet. We even got a bet on the docket. Yeah, yeah we even got a bet out of it, Gunny. F that guy. He said he's going to go to MetLife. And, oh, MetLife takeover. But he's like, yeah, but I'm not going. Ah, fuck you and your MetLife takeover. You ain't even going to be there. <laughs> so whatever. I hope he's watching this. All right. Anyway, so... Hard Knocks, episode number three. Um, not as good as the first two, in my opinion. I like the first two Agreed. better. Today Agreed. wasn't bad, but I thought the first two were better. So major takeaways for me, uh, Zach Wilson not getting out of bounds and Aaron Rodgers kind of calling him out on it. Yo, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, to me, that was what stood out the most to me. That was my favorite part of the episode. So we're going to get into the whole episode. But what was, Gunny, your favorite part of the episode? Honestly, for me, man, it was the rookie show. Uh, I think the rookie ah, show yeah, definitively was, was much better than it was last week. Uh, uh, I sure. like the way how Jerome Cap, you know what I'm saying, like ended it a little eight-mile style freaking uh, uh, freestyle. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was a fan of the, the rookie show more so than anything else in the episode, really. Um, it, it seemed more family-oriented, right? They did the whole cop mm-hmm. thing, the Tenzel Smart thing. Smart. And I, I get yeah. it. Um, you saw, you know, Coach Sala, you know, his his son out there punching Aaron Rodgers in the face, etc. Like, you know, <laughs> it was a family oriented show this time around. So for me, it was definitively, uh, yeah, yeah, the the rookie show, and then I would say the Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson interactions. Yeah, that, that was good, Manny. What was your favorite part of the show this this week? Uh, it was honestly, just real quick. I, I mean, it has a lot to live up to. Episode one, Charcucci. Episode Char-Cucci. two, yep. piss. Pissing on kids' toys. Pissing on like kids' toys. Didn't, we didn't have that moment today. Maybe the eight-mile moment, I guess. But that, we didn't have that. So what was your nah, favorite for, for For me, was eight will not throw you the fucking ball. That, oh, yeah. that for me, was, was the that line was, of this show. Was good so, um, yes. um, it, it was. He said 12 at first. Right. He, he did say 12 at first and then, and then corrected himself real quick. Uh, but for me, it was that line for the simple reason that one of the, I guess, if we want to go back to the whole quote-unquote wish list. The reason that there was this wish list in place is because you need somebody who knows the offense and you need somebody who knows Aaron Rodgers. Randall Cobb is the definition of that after playing 10 seasons with the guy. And the fact that he that the the wide receiver coach basically said, come on, be honest, what do you guys feel? And then he stepped up and said, look, right now it's okay to fuck up. But this guy, if he doesn't trust you, you are not getting that ball. For me, that was He'll the best part of the, the – Yeah, this is the best part of the show uh, for me on episode three. 
yeah, Randall Cobb's going to be a mouthpiece, right, for, mm-hmm, for the yeah. wide receiver room for Aaron Rodgers. If he goes ahead, because, you know, he talks to, to Randall Cobb all the time. He's going to tell Randall Cobb what he thinks, and he's going to – Randall Cobb's going to be in that wide receiver room. He's going to be the mouthpiece for Aaron Rodgers. He's letting them know already there's going to be a moment where he's going to lose his shit. Like, you got to be on your A game, and he will not throw you the ball. So that's a good one. I really did like that also. I also like Braylon Edwards being there, walking up to Aaron yep. Rodgers like, what about this kid 17? Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers used one word, special, special, special. Look, I, I'll say this. Watching uh, Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson connection, I feel like we got more of that on this episode than we did on one Jets drive yesterday, which is kind of weird. You would have expected that on one Jets drive, but nevertheless, yeah. you saw freaking Garrett Wilson doing some pretty pretty awesome things. I, I know it's just training camp, and I know it's, it doesn't count for anything, but that one dude that was holding him pretty much like tying him down, and he still made the catch, bro. Like I, I was like, <laughs> oh, damn, bro. all right, all right. Yeah. And that weight is showing. I, Garrett Wilson, I think, is going to have a breakout season this year, mm. and Aaron Rodgers is building rapport with him. And like you just said, he said special. He likes what he's seeing. He's compared this dude to Devontae Adams, arguably one of his favorite targets, you know what I'm saying, throughout his uh, uh, career. So that was also a fun part I forgot to mention. The Garrett Wilson right. little montage with him and Aaron Rodgers. That one was yep. really, really eye-opening because we didn't see that on one Jets drive yesterday. Right. I, I like that they touched on Dalvin Cook. They didn't really focus. I'm sure you're going to get yeah, more of Dalvin I Cook like next it. week's episode. Yeah. But yep. They kind of touched on Dalvin Cook a little bit, and they kind of segued into Brees Hall. And, yep. and Brees Hall, um, it was it was nice seeing that burst, right? Yes. Yeah. He said he clocked in yes. 21 miles per hour in that slant route. He's looking good, but I am glad that we got Dalvin Cook as insurance. Look, because like like we said last week, running backs, unfortunately, they get punished. Look at Izzy. Oh, yeah. This past game already yeah, went yeah, down man. with a knee injury. I, I don't know how serious yeah, it is, but it just happens. Oh, it, it, came out, it's, it wasn't a knee injury. It was a tie contu- a contusion. Oh, so pretty oh, much so the okay. knee went into the thigh. Yeah, he's fine. He's out a couple of weeks, you know what I'm saying, while that bruise goes down. But it was a tie contusion. Thank goodness, because he is somebody who I think is another home run hitter um in that freaking running back room i'm telling you it's it's going to be frustrating for defenses right when you know what i'm saying you're on that you think third and six third and seven like they got to go past the ball and a screen pass to freaking dalvin a screen pass to breeze <laughs> screen pass to izzy can go the distance those guys are burners i i, I freaking love what they did with this running back room uh gunny you and i both agreed last week that we thought that bam would be the odd man out correct for, for the running backs getting cut but yep. with this Izzy injury, if he can't play the third preseason game, do you think that at all jeopardizes his spot on the on the roster? No, no, I do not. Okay. Um, after after hearing the the Sala conference today, he's gonna be good to go in two weeks. In fact, they're saying that in all actuality, he could play next week if there was a game next week. But they're gonna give him the full two weeks to rest up. Uh, I just in in all actuality, you put him on IR, you you wind up losing him for the first. I think it's six weeks of the season. If you do that, mm-hmm. it's not worth it. Not not for a, th- a thigh bruise. If it was a legitimate knee concern or, or knee sprain or something like that, right. I get it. Right. But it's, it's a muscle bruise, man. Like he's fine. He's a young kid. He should be yeah. able to heal up really quick. Put his ass in a nice bath. He'll be all right. Uh, I think ultimately Bam is still the odd man out. Um, he might potentially make the practice squad. Maybe. I remember when I was younger, I used to think contusion sounded like such a serious thing. And then when I eventually found out that it's basically it's just a bruise. It's, it's a like, freaking oh, bruise. <laughs> it's a bruise. Like, a yeah, but it does sound so much worse, right? Like, fucking yeah. Charlie it's horse. My God. Like, exactly. It's a Charlie horse. It's a contusion. <laughs> wow. Contusion. And then it's a bruise. I remember yeah. I was flabbergasted when I found that out. <laughs> Manny, what did you think about Woody rocking the ice? Oh, I loved it. I loved it, bro. Hey, listen, I thought it was kind of corny or yeah, we'll use the word corny. We'll use the word corny. When Sauce gave one to Aaron Rodgers, 
But when this man opened that jacket, all you see was ice. Like, first of all, this white man is rich as hell. Because that thing <laughs> you know, was that's decked. That's, that's right. Legit, yeah. Right. That was decked out in diamonds. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I did want to touch on, because you guys did talk about it last week, about the, the running back room and how much depth you guys have. When I was watching Izzy before the injury, before the, the Charlie horse, I was like, let this guy get cut. And they said it during the show. Let this guy get cut. You guys can't hide him in your no. and you guys can't hide him on your practice squad. This guy will get picked up right away. Yep. I honestly believe if if they had to just carry three running backs, Izzy would out would be on there before my Carter would. Yeah, I I there's wow. just no way. I wow. think Izzy's explosiveness, you see him um being able to put more weight behind the freaking uh, in the blocking game as well. And Listen, I love Michael Carter. I do. I, I think he's, he has a role on this roster. But if you're telling me the New York Jets have to only take three running backs into this season, I think Izzy will be on the roster of Michael Carter. That, that's uh, a, Danny, maybe, that, Danny, that's a great mm-hmm. thing to have, right? The fact that you can say you keep Izzy and you're cutting Michael Carter, who you just drafted two seasons ago. Again, that just shows the depth at the running back room that you guys yep, have. For sure. No, no. I, like you said, for we were having the conversation with OJ about the, the depth that you guys have a receiver. Right. Well, if we feel that way at running back, and I think that is a great problem to have. Now, I, sure. I don't. I would go Michael Carter over Izzy, but it might be my bias, and I'll admit that I have a bias for Michael yeah. Carter. I just, I really like Michael Carter. Maybe that's why. Right. But Izzy definitely is probably more explosive than Michael Carter, so I definitely get why you would say that. Um, one other moment that stood out to me that I had never noticed, and I think that maybe NFL fans all over the country had never maybe noticed, but now everybody's going to be looking out for it. Thomas Morstead run off the field. Nope. I, I didn't know that this was a thing. And did you guys know that this was a no. thing where he just runs no. off after no. PATs? No. no. And the way no. he ducks his head and then just like, and then my favorite thing was when they showed like images of Robert Sala and then you just see the green flash just go over to the screen. <laughs> I right? did not. I, I did, did not see that. that, bro. I didn't even catch it. I did it. not catch that. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> they, they, no? no Randall Cobb was talking no. about it. No, okay, well, I didn't catch it. That, that, I'm gonna, that, that was okay. towards the I'm end of the I'm rewatching it again anyway, so I, right. I, I'll, I'll catch it. <laughs> well, I thought that that was really funny because now I'm going to be looking out for that because apparently Thomas Morstead kind of just goes off and just runs as fast as he can off the field. And they show, like, different <laughs> angles of players and coaches, and you just see the green flashes go. <laughs> it's very funny. That's awesome. <laughs> That's right. awesome. I didn't know. I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Randall Cobb made everybody aware of it, so everybody was looking out for it. Um, but, yeah, that, that was my assessment. Uh, uh, my my thoughts on basically the episode overall, and then the game itself. I guess um, I guess we can get into the game, right? Because we're not talking about well, just the episode, which I know we're going to get into the game right now. But obviously, the way that they talked about it right before the preseason game started, is like, "Yo, we're dressing everybody next week." Yep. I oh, guess, yeah, well, that, me, yeah, we're going to yeah. get into that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Give me that your thoughts was... on that real quick because I feel like it's great that they're they're going to get some starting time. I wouldn't if as if if I was a Jets fan, I wouldn't want it to be game three, your last one, because. Again, God forbid any injuries happen. You don't. You you only have one week to get healthy now before the following week when the real shit kicks off. So I guess how do you guys feel that your all your starters are going to be dressed next week for your final game? Well, well, game three was always dress rehearsal. It's just that they had a game four before where nobody Correct. would dress out. They right. just got rid of that fourth game. But game right. three has always been dress rehearsal. So I, I expected it to be this game, and I okay. always thought that Aaron Rodgers would be in there for at least a series. Now, okay. when when you guys would, would tell me that. It's dumb. I, I agreed, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play. But I always thought, like, 
on the Packers, he can get away with not playing because yeah. even if there was change in the offense, he's played with at least seven of those starters the year before, right? Right. right. In real live action. This time, I mean, if you count Randall Cobb, maybe, I guess, but he hasn't played live action with any of these guys. So I felt like he needed to go out there, even if it was to take a couple of snaps, live action in the stadium with the pads on. I just thought that it made sense to have him out there, even if it's just for a drive. And so I don't know how long he's going to be there. I hope it's not too long, right? I, we don't want him out there too long. But I, I, I am glad that he's going to maybe just, you know, uh, pass the ball off to the running back or, or a short pass here. Like, I, I'm excited to see him in uniform, in action. And, and yeah, I, I'm glad that the very first time won't be when it counts. Gunny, what did you think? Yeah, now, nah, like, for, for me, I was definitely team. Don't put any of our starters out there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that doesn't count. Um, but the, the more you think about it, you know what I'm saying, it's always a good thing to go to the range, get a couple of practice shots off before you actually go into combat, right? Like, and sure. you look at it this way, you're right. Aaron Rodgers has not really played in any kind of live action scenario with these guys. Yeah, the joint practices are great. Him going up against our freaking defense is great. But those guys are going to pull up. <laughs> they know they're going to pull up. The joint practices, they're going to pull up. What's going to happen when, you know what I'm saying, there's a semi-simulation of bullets flying. So I, I, I hate it, but understand it at the same time. Right. I, I don't want right. us going right. into the Buffalo Bills game, you know what I'm saying, Monday night football, uh, cold, right? <laughs> Never having tested, you know what I'm saying, the weaponry or, or understanding sometimes. So I, I understand the why before. I, I do hate it. it. It makes me nervous, but that's the PTSD in me as a Jets fan because when we have things that are nice, they don't. They, we break them. We break nice things. So I think that's my biggest concern. Um, but I, I do believe that he's going to get a couple of series. I mean, Coach Sala alluded to this earlier today. It doesn't seem like it's going to be just one series, which, again, makes my butthole pucker. Oh, right. Uh, a little yeah. bit. Seems like bit. It's going to be, yeah. He's talking about a couple of series out there. But the good news is this. The offensive line across the board is going to be available. All, all of our starters will be will be out there with him, with the exception of maybe Dwayne Brown. But as of about freaking four hours ago, we got word that Dwayne Brown ha- is coming off the pup list tomorrow. Flying colors in terms of his physical. So maybe he's out there for a couple of series as well. We get to see the entire starting offense officially out there um, and kind of get an idea of what it looks like. But for me, I, I think of it this way. If they run down the field and it looks too damn easy, uh, the first freaking series he's out there, that's it. You're good. We'll go out on a high note, get that mental rep going, you know what I'm saying, get that confidence uh, going. Let's take it to Buffalo, you know what I'm saying, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I understand why. I still hate it. Uh, but, again, it's my PTSD talking because we break nice things that we get. So I, I 100% yeah. get what you're saying. Um, and i I ask you this next. Our starters are going to play. Yep. What do you think about the fact that Mikai Becton is getting the start at right tackle? I Ooh. freaking love it. Yeah. I freaking love it. Me too. So I, I think after we just saw what he did in Tampa, man, like if, like if you watch that he game and you decide, you know what, I'm not watching the game. I'm just going to watch Mikai Becton for the sure. every snap he's in there. He dominated every single snap he was at right tackle. You started to look at him and think to yourself, man, this reminds me of Mikai back when he was a freaking rookie, rookie, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it, it's looking like that Makai Beckton, and you you now have more faith and confidence on the, in this line, right? Because before we're sitting there, we know Dwayne Brown ain't gonna go to the right side. Makai was talking; he was a left tackle, so we just assumed, okay, we're gonna have a back one of those guys being the backup on that side of the ball. So we have like Max Mitchell, Billy Turner, or something like that, right on the right side, or not or Billy Turner. Have to move. Well, I, I was hoping. Well, I mean Warren Carter. My bad, Warren Carter. Um, and then or, or AVT to the right tackle spot, which means now mm-hmm. your right guard is somebody who's not as uh, as talented as AVT. 
we're talking about the best five guys we have for the job right now will be on on the field, and that this went made us go from being worried about our offensive line to like, oh snap, we could potentially have one of the better offensive lines in the AFC East, and and that to me is huge, right? I I think with Dwayne Brown on the left, you got freaking Thompson at left guard. We're gonna have McGovern most likely at center. We're gonna have ABT at right was guard. Weak to me last year though, Tomlinson. To right, me is right. Weak. But again, a lot of people look at that. Okay, so then the, the last eight years didn't matter of the two time Pro Bowl. No, no, that. I get it. I get it. You know no, what I'm saying? I, look, I'm not saying that he's bad, but he disappointed me last season. He, 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 I just, I have a hard time believing he forgot how to play football. And, and then when you peel the onion back a little bit, there was a lot of, of things in regards to how his family for the first time in his career wasn't with him where he was at. A very, very, like, like, yeah, listen, listen, Dan, Danny doesn't like one year offs, all right? Danny doesn't like the fact that you could take one year off of football or not be your top shelf self. Xavier and Howard sucks. Dude. Shut, Shut up. Shut up. Xavier and Howard sucks. <laughs> so. Oh, is this what this is? What, yeah, yes, yes. I'll say this: the thing with Xavier and Howard is this, though, right? Like, we're, we're not talking about a position where like you get better as you age, right? The yeah. cornerback situation is not one of those things where you get better as you get older. A lot yeah, of them switch like to like on. safety or anything point. like that. Beautiful like, point. and Xavier and Howard as well, and Jalen Ramsey are both elite in terms of speed and strength. That's what made those guys great. They could go ahead and make a mistake and recover because they were just fast as all fuck. They're about to be 30 years old apiece, right? Like, that's <laughs> not going to be the case moving forward. They have to rely more so on technique, and you see those kind of guys struggle more because they were always one of the fastest, if not the fastest guy on the field. Now they got to go ahead and be more technically savvy to go ahead and be effective. So it's, it's more uh, plausible that they might be on the decline than somebody whose who's game print as an offensive like lineman is right. to go ahead and be, you know what I'm saying, like to be more of a mental guy, old man strength, et cetera. So I, I think that Tomlinson is not what, we, what he was last year is not who he is. I have, to, I have to go back and look at the last three years before he got there. I think that's more an indication of who he is as a player. Maybe the family thing took a toll on him mentally. Right. We'll see, right? But from what I heard today when they were out there, Aaron Rodgers had all the time in the world. And he was in, he was in that freaking left guard. And apparently today, our boys couldn't get home. And if do our you, boys can't get home, that's saying a lot. Do you guys believe um, that since the last Hard Knocks episode, since Aaron Rodgers had that dinner with Mackay Becton, that Becton showed up ready to play in this Bucks game because of said conversation that took place, and maybe because of how well that conversation went, and because of how well he played. That's the reason he's getting the starting? Or do you think this was ultimately what was going to happen, that Mekhi Beckton was going to be the starting right tackle for the New York Jets? I think there's a chance that this was the plan all along, but I think Aaron Rodgers, given Rob Salah and the coaching staff, the, this kid, just give him a chance. He's got, he's got his head on right. Yeah. We had a conversation. I'm sure that that's probably like the final punctuation. Like, all right, let, let, let's go with the plan. We kind of wanted him to earn it. He's earning it, and Aaron gave the stamp of approval. Let's go with yeah. it. That's what I think. I like it. Okay. I, I don't think so. I, I don't no. think that this was the plan. And, and the reason why I say that is Coach Sala kind of like let us know uh, two weeks ago in his press conference that there was an uncertainty in regards to like what position he was going to play and that he had had a conversation with Makai. He's like, hey, listen, I just spoke to Makai. He's feeling okay and more comfortable about trying on the right side for us. So I, that's that's a good conversation. Like He, he kind of alluded to the fact that Makai was pushing for the left side, and then after a conversation, Makai decided, like, hey, I want to be on the field. I will look into being on the right side. And then they were like, okay, cool. We'll go ahead and put you on the right side. So You don't, I, you don't I think, think a lot really, of that's coach talk trying to like light a fire no, on the guy's asses? No, because I look at it this way, right? If that was the case like the entire time, 
why are we trying out freaking everybody and their mom at right tackle when freaking Aaron Rodgers was getting smoked during training camp? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want to put that dude in there just to get an idea of, you know what I'm saying? Like, if that was the plan, even if it was gradually, but they were yeah. literally the whole training camp, he was at left tackle the entire time trying to get back. So I think as things progressed along, I do believe that Aaron Rodgers, like, hey, listen, let's have a conversation, did open up freaking Makai's mindset of, like, I just want to be in the field and play with this guy. I think right. that did have that impact. But when, in terms of the game plan, I think they were going to go ahead and legitimately have him or Dwayne Brown batting it out for left tackle. Um, okay. And I'm glad it changed out to be this way because now we will have our best five guys uh, out there. But I do believe the Aaron Rodgers effect probably had more of an impact on Bukhai saying, you know what, I just want to go ahead and be out here playing with this guy. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll go to right tackle. And that's why I think Coach Salas said that during the press conference. And personally, I appreciate it because what if he had said, oh, he's going to be at right side, right? And then, and then freaking Makai was just like, I'm a left tackle, right? I don't think Coach Salas wants to look dumb anymore in press conferences. Right. This is why he can't even tell us when somebody – we didn't even know Tipman was hurt. <laughs> he wouldn't say nothing about you know, uh, knee injury. I'll let y'all know when we know more. Th- like he's taking an approach to where I'm not going to say shit to this fan base because once I say it, we hold it as gospel. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't blame him. Because we've 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 kind of hit back quite a bit in terms of him being incorrect, but with this one, I think the Aaron Rodgers effect had a good amount of play For into sure. it, and that the, the 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 game plan changed and shifted when Makai was just like, you know what, I want to be out there, whatever it takes. I'll play. I'll be on the right side if need be. Let's uh let, let's end it with this, Manny. Uh, what do you think we should be looking for? The last preseason game. Like, what I are you looking want, to once Aaron, once Aaron Rodgers leaves the field. Like once he leaves mm-hmm. the field, whatever it is, one series or two, play Zach Wilson the rest of the way, because okay. I feel I feel like you saw a very good Zach Wilson last week, a not so good Zach Wilson the week before, and for me, I don't know how you guys feel about it. For me, this past one, I feel like he regressed again. Now he yeah. didn't regress in a way where he was like, "Oh my God, what a terrible game." No. I just don't think he did enough to solidify that number two role when Tim Boyle came in, and you're like Tim Boyle, who has had pretty decent back to back games, so. Is is a better security blanket right now to have Tim Boyle back up Aaron Rodgers? And I know the NFL has changed it. Now you can have three quarterbacks going into it. But the last thing you want to do is damage this guy's psyche anymore by keeping him as a number three. But for me, I need to see Zach Wilson for the rest of the game. I need to see him on the field for the rest of the game to see how well he's developed so far this offseason. Do you think that any of that goes to Gunny? Do you think Zach Wilson not feeling the pressure of getting his number two? Because that's what we kind of felt last year, right? He never felt the pressure of losing his starting job, so he kind of just coasted. And right now, I think him, along as the fan base, just assumes that he's the second QB. Do you think that that contributes to him kind of just coasting? Nah, I, I kind of disagree, man. So so I know what you're saying in terms of this past week. He he definitely yeah. looked significantly better against the Panthers than he did this past week against Tampa. Um, some throws that he seemed to hit the week before, he kind of like had them in some bad placements this past game. But in all actuality, I think that was his first time throwing a ball to Alan Lazard, right? And it, the majority of his misses came on targeting Alan Lazard. The individuals he had chemistry with, he seemed to be on on the money with last this last game either as well. But you're right, neither here nor there. If he's the backup, right. he's the backup. He has to be able to go ahead and coordinate with everybody that he plays right. with. Um, I, I do think that Zach Wilson is having a lot of fun, and I do not want Tim Boyle anywhere near in any of these games. Facts. Remember, Tim Boyle is Facts. going up against freaking like like used car salesmen. That's who. Third, that's who fourth, he's going third, up. Third, yeah, fourth, and fifth like, stringers. Right. I I would I pray that Tim Boyle never sees a snap with the New York Jets this freaking season. I feel like it's the equivalent of bringing in Joe Flacco again. I, I don't want to do that ever mm. again. Um, 
I I do like Zach Wilson uh, as a second option because when you look at what the other options are, who who's out there, right? Teddy Bridgewater right. was the was the last best option potentially we could have had that could have potentially pushed um, Zach Wilson for that number two spot. I don't think there's anybody else out there that I look at and say, yeah, he's definitively better than than Zach Wilson. Right. When you start looking at Zach and you're not thinking of him as the number two overall pick that was supposed to be the franchise savior. And you look at his body of work in terms of, hey, as a backup in the NFL, is he serviceable? He's more than serviceable. Uh, okay. Um, and his, and his mobility. is a plus. It's a huge plus, mm-hmm. right? Like <laughs> him cutting back in to, to hit the, the corner I wasn't a fan of. I'm with Aaron Rodgers. Hey, bro, you got the first down plus. Let's go out of bounds. But his mentality right. was I was trying to score, right? And you got to appreciate that because he's a competitor. For sure. Um, and I also love the analogy of the competitor aspect that freaking Coach Salah did. The survivor. Just for, yeah, the, the thing is this, though, that one, it was actually a war, it's warriors. It's levels of warriors. He just took the, the warrior freaking template yep. and then – I, I love how he did it because I've heard that speech he before did. when I was in the Marine I Corps. But, um, uh, but yeah, so I, I like Zach Wilson as the number two because ultimately, I look at it this way. There's, there's nobody we can go ahead, we could have brought in, you know what I'm saying, as the number two guy that's going to save our season if Aaron Rodgers goes down. There, there isn't. Facts. If Aaron Rodgers goes Facts. down, it's, it's just a matter of, okay, well, he's down. The, Zach is supposed to be the future. Did he learn enough to win us a couple of games? Did he learn enough for us to go ahead and at least see the vision that Rodgers is talking about after a few years as the quarterback? He's going to pass it off to Zach, right? Can we see the progress? Because in all actuality, uh, if, if Rodgers goes down, our season is, is in jeopardy. Yeah, I'm not saying that Zach Wilson can carry it, but at the very least, I think leaning on our running game quite a bit, can he do enough right. to not lose us games, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's where you got to look at it. I'm not going to bet on him to win us games, but can he, not, can he just not lose us the games? <laughs> so well, and, I, I think – Good. I think Zach Wilson in that aspect is, is valuable. And just, just for us to know what, we're, what we have to work with once the Aaron Rodgers experiment is done and over with. I, I think to, to your point, if Brees Hall doesn't go down with an injury last year, I think we win enough games to, to make, the playoffs. make the playoffs. Because Zach yep. Wilson wasn't, as losing, wasn't losing us games last year when yep. he had Brees Hall to lean on. Once sure. exactly. there was more responsibility on Zach Wilson's shoulders, then all of a sudden we it saw it he can't win us these games and now we don't have a way to score. Yeah. I think that this year with having Brees Hall and Dalvin cook to carry that load, if for some reason, you know, crossing my fingers that nothing happens, but if something were to happen to Aaron Rodgers, I think Zach Wilson with his mobility. And if he keeps hitting these easy passes can do enough to super bowl. I don't know, but to win us enough games to possibly make the playoffs. playoffs. Right. To make, possibly yep. make the playoffs with a top defense and a stud running game, I think that we'd be in better shape than we were last year. But I no longer think, hey, we're probably going to w- make it to the Super Bowl or, or we have oh, no. real aspirations of a Super no. Bowl. No. I think I think if he goes down, I don't think that, that happens. If, if Aaron right, Rodgers well, goes down, we just pray that we can at least make a playoff. That's what it becomes. Right. We just want to get to the right. playoff to the, kill this freaking streak and be done with it yeah, on to next season. I think – but with Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook, I think we, we have a, a chance of that. We have a shot. I really do. And your yep. defense. And your defense, yeah. Yep. Right. Well, well, that's why. If it wasn't for our defense, I wouldn't say that. But because right. of our defense, a strong, a strong running game, I think, carries us to possibly a playoff berth if Zach Wilson can now get off the – what do they call those? The yips? And he can start hitting those, <laughs> yeah. those short – 
Let's stop. Let's stop putting that karma in the air. Let's hope that at least Aaron Rodgers yeah, gives yeah. you 15 plus games, no, bro. No, for sure. For sure. Right. All right. Well, as always, Gunny, thank you for joining us. Uh, if this becomes a regular thing, I'm going to stop thanking you because I'm just going to say thanks everybody for you're watching here now. because yeah, yeah, right. you're, you're here. Now, so. That's it. Your family. Your family. Yeah. But but it, it, I know I know you're a busy man. So until then, thank you for joining us. As always, we always appreciate you. Man, PD fanatic, as always, I hate you. And uh, if you are listening on audio, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, all that other good stuff. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Hit that thumbs up, like button, subscribe, all that other good stuff. And until the next one, have a good one. Peace. Peace.